Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. What have we stumbled upon here? I think is one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. They call it the Ultimate Quad, and they say, "Tell your friends and tell your enemies." If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so so simple: Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. And we're back. Welcome to 50 Shades, I mean Heels and Quads podcast. I'm Levi at Levi D. Zindel on Twitter. And I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. And joining us tonight, getting us out of the cellar, thank you, Derek, from Curtain Jerker Designs. He's at Kerger Designs on Twitter. That's C-E, or C, I always mess that up. C-U-R-J-E-R, you do it, Derek. C-U-R-J-E-R Designs. Uh, I I don't like that at all. I'm probably going to change it soon. So. Well, and like on Instagram, uh, it's the full thing. So the the letters kind of throw me off. That's the second. Yeah, me too. I've, that's the second time I've messed that up. Derek, uh, man. Yeah, I was going to think about just doing CJ designs. That might be oh, easier. There you, go. There, there you go, man. I like that one better. I was going to say, man, it's a it's a pleasure to have you on here. I didn't get to sit and talk with you last time, but. Dude, I really appreciate that design. That is a super sick design. We're really looking forward to posting that bad boy on there. So we appreciate it, man. Not a problem. That'll be available at ProWrestlingTees.com, right? Yes. Forward slash yes, quads. Yes, it will. That's awesome. I definitely uh, tweet me out when that's on. I'll go and uh, go pick one up there and definitely support you guys for, for doing that. No, that was a fun design. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I mean, like you said, uh, I we we missed you last time. 
thanks for adding me on all the social accounts. I saw that you, you went ahead and went through and added me, and I was hoping to hoping to catch up with you this time and see what's going on. Hell yeah, man! No, I was I was gonna we were gonna go see the new uh, Fifty Shades movie, but we, there's a ten o'clock showing, so I was like, hey, I gotta talk to this dude real quick. So <laughs> awesome. So yeah, man, we really appreciate that. That's a sick design. We're looking forward to that, but. Yeah, yeah so, and, and uh, just, just an update on that, in case everybody didn't hear, um, Pro Wrestling Tees is so far backlogged from their update that now they aren't accepting any new designs until this Friday. So okay, this I was going to ask morning, about that. This Friday morning, I will upload it to the site. Hopefully, they'll have it on that day. Sometimes they get it on that day. If not, it will be on probably Monday. So, All right. Cool. <laughs> And then, yeah. in the break, in the break in and then the break in development, they decided when they did their update, they were going to take my page off. So they boo. took your page off. Yeah, I mean it was okay. I like I said last time, I didn't have any like our company designs yet. So um, we did. I, I did get a new logo. So um, I was going to forward them that and be like, oh, throw us on for my page, but page is gone. So uh, I'll email them later and see what's going on. Yeah, find out Hopefully, what's going uh, on because I will definitely buy a curtain jerker design. Oh yeah, for sure. I was gonna say I didn't know that was on there. I'll I'll be supporting that. Hell yeah. Yeah, I got. I don't know how I got lucky um, because it was at one point you had to have five thousand followers to get a page. Now it's really. Uh, yeah, now it really. And at that time, I was like, oh well, I don't have a page. It's cool. And then um, a friend of mine that that actually works at Plus and Tees, uh, Matt Nix was uh, like, hey, you know, send him a message and I'll, I'll try to see if I can get you pushed on them. I don't know if he did or not, but uh, I'm sure the good word was also added. So um, they were like, yeah, just send us some designs and send us a little bio part about your page and all that stuff. So um, it wasn't something that I saw it after, but it happened. So I can't be too upset if they decided to take away their very busy and they don't need my two shirts that I might have sold. So uh, <laughs> Hey, two shirts, but two yeah. shirts, man. If you sell a gimmick, you've made it in my book. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so, yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, what was going on with me last time. Um, I know well, I'm sure Levi's got some questions. I know we were going to dip into more of the business side of uh, wrestling <laughs> in general since I did. Um, you know, for those of you that didn't catch the first part, go check it out. Um, but, you know, before the design company was uh i was a pro wrestling referee from 2006 to 2012 oh, okay uh, was was in the ring with people i should have never been in the ring with um and you know it was close to 900 matches i refed damn um, never uh i did 13 in one day on three different shows <laughs> that's a hell of a day man <laughs> it was a hell of a day it was i just stayed in in my rough outfit the whole day because we literally we did a show at the beach here in town at 11 uh got through with that at 12 30 drove from 12 30 to three went to did the show from five five to like seven got back into town and did a night show at the beach at like 10 like it was yeah and i was the only ref on all three shows so well here's um, the thing derek was it a hell of a payday though yeah well the first two were for the, the two beach shows are for my home company it was a labor day event so we didn't I, I i don't think in the six seven years that i worked for my company i got paid but once or twice um it was never supposed to get as far as it did um, so, you know, I was blessed to, to be in the situation. And then like, you know, like I was telling Tommy last time, 
when you're, you're standing in the ring, you're the guy in the middle of, you know, Wrestler X and Greg the Hammer Valentine, you kind of just pinch yourself and go, well, I'm lucky I'm here. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of like a, that's like a payday in itself, just getting to be around. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Jimmy Evel, Nightheart, and Marty Jannetty, like those guys, I grew up watching as kids. So, I mean, any, you know, like that realization, you know, and you got to be professional in there, but, you know, you take that one second to look and you're like, how do I fit in this equation? Because <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be happening. But yeah, so before all that, you know, all this design stuff, it was, it was on the road graphing and, you know, helping with books and, you know, getting talent together and all that fun stuff. So, you know, that side of the, of the coin, um, you know, I've also worked on that end of things. Uh, I've done everything there is to do referee manage. I actually had a match, uh, you know, I ran sound or ran video. I did a commentary on a live feed of a, of a pay-per-view event. Uh, you know, when we tried out our, Hey, we're gonna try this live stream thing. I was a one man Joey Styles. It was horrible, but oh my god! Oh my god! I was there for two and a half hours. I think it was really bad. I would love to track that down one day, but just to to laugh basically. But give me um, about a week, I'll find it, man. <laughs> I'm sure I mean, it's gonna be out there somewhere. But I mean, like I said, the, the behind the stage stuff, um, it can be a nightmare. It can be fun. Um, you know, it's. If I ever ran anything, um, you know, if I ever decide to put things together and, and do something which I've thought about before, um, I don't be I I'm no longer your friend once I get into the building. I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna have to be that way until the show's over with. Yeah, I'm the boss man, and that's what a lot of I think a lot of companies. I mean, when I was around, still doing that kind of stuff, um, had issues with. Um, you know, there's one company I worked for. Or they can't separate that, which, business and personal. Yeah, yeah, he would just book. He would book way too many guys on the show. Yeah. They'd have like thirteen matches because anytime someone said, "Hey, man, can I be on the show?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah. And I love the guy. He's just too nice, man. It's just you got to put your foot down and be like, "No, you can't come on the show." So yeah, we're booked, man. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Creative so has nothing the, for you, sir. <laughs> yeah, creative has nothing for you. And you know, like I said, that's one thing that you know I would separate business from friends. Um, I think most of my my close friends, and you know. It's, really weird i could put on an awesome show with the, the amount of people i've met over the years that would come and do a show for me um but it's like hey you know once i get in the door that's that that friend friend derek is not not around now it's boss derek and uh actually had the the show that i booked in kentucky that they these guys kind of i kind of fell into the situation with their money and um i booked a couple of guys that i knew and one of my friends uh nick cutler the the same weekend he was doing martial arts shows on Saturday and he did a Ring of Honor show on Friday, and they want he did an extra bit and they wanted him to stay for Saturday. And he calls me and he's like, "What do I do?" He's like, "I'm I'm I'm letting you know I might not be at your show." And I'm like, "Well, do you want advice from friend Derek or do you want advice from the guy who booked you on Saturday?" He's like, "Okay." I was like, "Well, friend Derek says congratulations. I'm glad that they want you back for the next day." Booker Derek says you better be at my show on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. Yeah. Back, son of a bitch, you better show up. Yeah, you better show up, son of a bitch. You're winning the Battle Royal. Uh, and, I, you know, and he told them, and they understood that they were like, I think they respected him more that he wasn't going to flake on a booking yeah, than if he yeah, would have like. Any company, you know, is like, okay, well, this guy's a stand-up guy. Here we are. You know, we're Ring of Honor. Um, and then he's going to go do another show that isn't probably going to get as much publicity as our show is, but he's going to go do it because he's already been booked. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, you know, you look at somebody's resume 
in a in a job like I don't want to say a job job, but you know what I'm saying. And yeah. it's like they they're like, no, I don't have to put it two weeks in. I can just I can just come work now. And I'm like, eh, well, would you do that yeah. to me? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I, get so, I mean, that. you know, the the behind the stage stuff, it's it's a headache. I mean, I uh, truly you usually have to give it a shot to appreciate what's what it all entails and what difficulties it can be. Um, I, I really love the fact that like some fans are still blind to that situation because, you know, it's not just, Hey, we, you show up the day of the show and you put this, you know, put the show like that part of it is probably the least, (laughs) the least of anyone's worries of the actual, like show up at the building the day and put the ring together and all that kind of stuff. Um, That show that I was talking about in Kentucky, when, uh, we did. We, I did finally have to take off for that. I left here. I didn't sleep for that entire weekend. That's how is how hectic it went. Um, I left here. I'm in. I'm outside of Chicago. I'm in Indiana. Um, I was. We left here at like seven at night. We drove to Kentucky. Um, got there at three in the morning. The promoter never answered his phone. So the place that he got us a room at, which was right next to the venue wouldn't let us in and, and didn't open their doors till seven. So for four hours we hung out at a casino. Uh oh. To buy time till the till the building actually opened. Uh seven o'clock rolls around, they open the building, the hotel next door does not have our reservations. Of course it doesn't. Jeez. So I'm there. The guy that drove with me, uh, he had to he had to have a match later on. So I was like, you just sleep in the car, dude. Like so I'm there, I'm drinking, I'm in the, the lobby Drinking all their coffee and eating the continental breakfast, like I don't care. I was supposed to have had a room, um, so they finally like think they might have it settled. They have to wait for the other manager to show up at ten. Well, ten rolls around, the other guy shows up, and then the ring shows up. So on the ten, eleven, twelve, we're humping the ring by ourselves. It's me and this other guy, and the the guy that brought the ring is like ninety five years old, so he's not helping. Oh god! Uh, so we finally get the ring in, and the owners the supposed to have had all this shit together, like, showed up and they come in, like, they couldn't be bothered. It, it was like, hey, well, how's it going, guys? Like, everything was chipper, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm like, I've been up ready for the longest. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we get that in there, and you know, the ring set up, guys start showing up, it's like three, three in the afternoon. Uh, a group of guys come in, he, he promised them matches. Like, I didn't I had everything booked out. Like, I had a rundown sheet. Like, I was very professional about this. He had a group of guys and was like, I told these guys they could try out, and if they did good, they could have a match. Yeah. So, then, so then I'm there in the ring. I mean, luckily, I had enough. I've, I've trained. I'm, I'm not going to say I could do it anymore, but I had secondhand Shawn Michaels school training. Uh, the, our, the owner and trainer guy went to, down in, in – uh, attended Shawn Michaels wrestling school with Rudy Boy Gonzalez for the six months or whatever it was. So that was, you know, that's, it's pretty good training. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so get secondhand training off of that. You know, I knew enough to, to do enough to have a match. So, so I get in there and I'm like trying to teach these guys like enough to like get through a match. And some of these guys are just like over 40 and out of shape. And they're like, well, we got, we, we were promised a match. I'm like, <laughs> Like, I might put you in the Battle Royal. Like, but that's about it, guys. And I, I didn't want to play the mean guy, but I looked at him. I'm like, this is a safety hazard. I, you know, I told the, the, the two promoter guys, I'm like, this is a safety hazard. Put him in the ring. With, you know, they're, they're going to get hurt. This is not a good thing. 
So I had to nix that. By the time I nixed that, and then I had to go because no one knew how to do the sound. So I had to, like, make a playlist and get all that situated. And then, like, 20 minutes later, uh, we had Awesome Kong from TNA come in. And, you know, she's a sweetheart, and she was setting up her stuff, and she had a million questions, and I was helping her do her stuff. And then the doors open, and it's, you know, hey, it's go time. And then you have to worry about all the stuff about the show and, you know, all that good stuff and sticking the script and my friend from ring of honor shows up cutler's late and he's like what do he literally got dressed in the car got off the building parked and got, ran straight into the rumble Jeez. <laughs> also, know, man. also like you want to hear something else funny so we're putting the ring together the doors open and uh i i get all the troops together in the back roll roll paul Heyman, ecw you guys are gonna go out there and kill it kind of moment I'm about to get, I'm getting pumped up. I'm like, we're going to do this big speech. We're going to get these guys fired up. We're going to go out there and we're going to kill it. The, the guy from the ring comes and goes, you guys are starting off with a battle royal? I'm like, yeah, yes, sir. Well, I don't think it's going to hold the weight. <laughs> what? How many guys are you thinking you're going to put in that thing? I'm like, well, hopefully at 30 at one point. I mean, I think you might have to cut it down to like 20 or make sure like none of those guys like all get in the ring at one time. I don't think it's going to hold. <laughs> What the entire was guy was this guy also wearing an eye patch? Uh, uh, he, it, I wouldn't have doubted that he took it off just come in for a minute, but <laughs> at, at, this point, like patch, yeah, right? at this point, the entire end of the end of the show and the premise of this is the winner of the rumble goes on to the main event later on. Like that's the whole so if you take off the rumble, what do I got? So I'm like, look guys, I'm like I give him the big speech, I'm like, look, we got a problem with the rumble deal, like not everyone get in at the same time. Like, start fighting on the outside a little bit. Like, let's try to make this. And he, as, as guys were coming in during the match, um, I took the position of being by the commentator so I could watch everything. As these guys are getting in and out of the ring, this guy is, like, wincing every time. Oh, I, so I, he's, he, like, knows it's going to go down. Yeah, time. I'm expecting to see the buckle at any moment. Yeah. So we get through that, and the rest of the show, and everything was great, and it couldn't have gone any better. And we got out of there, but, I mean, I left home at 7 on Friday, 7 at night. I was up from 7 in the morning. This is already going. This is Saturday. Saturday's done with. We're at the show, 11 o'clock. You know, everyone's out. I, You know, all my guys got paid. He, You know, I we made enough to, to cover everybody. He didn't put the responsibility of paying for Kong on my tab. Uh, because that was something that I didn't want to book. They did. Um, I, I don't know why, but they wanted to run the show. So they were like, yeah, just don't worry about that coming off the books. I'm like, okay, well, I can manage everybody else. Um, so we finally get out of the building, and uh, I we start driving, come back to Indiana, and halfway through, about 4 o'clock in the morning, we had to stop. It was time to, to crash. I was gone. I had been up like 36, 37 hours at that point. Uh <laughs> And if the attendant at the hotel when I walked, they thought I was drunk. Um, I was so out of it. I don't know if anyone's ever stayed up for a long amount of time, but oh, yeah. uh, you kind of you kind of get that punch drunk kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, I walked in. I kind of threw wads of money out of my pocket and went like, "I need a room." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I yeah, don't, no, I don't was, even care if I get a room. Just give me a bed or a cot. It's basically basically. Yeah, it's basically what it is. I opened the door, I threw myself on the bed and the floor and just like knocked out. It was bad. But um, and so, like I said, it could be a fun time. Um, 
and it can be very enjoyable. And then, you know, it just depends on your spot on the, on the show. If you're the main guy, then, you know, nothing's right. And, uh, you know, everything's your headache. And that's the way that's, you know, the person in charge of any, any job situation is, um, you know, there, there are the cool moments when, you know, when you book a guy and the guy comes in and like one of the first shows we put on, um, we had Steve Carino come in and, you know, Steve is a great guy. And, you know, yeah. we, that from there build that relationship. We had him come in a couple more times and, um, you know, you work with people that are even, even just asking. Cause you know, like I said, by the end I was, uh, not only, you know, mostly in charge of everything, but I was also helping get, getting a hold of talent and whatnot. And like being able to work with, um, someone that I really looked up to and I really thought was a really awesome performer with Larry Sweeney. Uh, we had him up here for one of our, his last shows. Um, and you know, for, for, you know, guys like that to come in and, and, you know, be able to work with them and, and, everyone thinking that you're in charge because the other owners aren't around and, uh, <laughs> and, the, and you know, making sure everyone, at the venue's happy, making sure like shit doesn't get broken. And, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's definitely like, it's, it's, uh, I respect, you know, you can, it's in any, any profession, you know, if you try to do something for a day or two, you can very, very quickly appreciate what the person does. Right. Um, you know, and like I said, wrestling's just—it's no different. Um, if you can play the boss role more than the friend role, things will go a lot smoother. Um, if you have to, you know, tell someone they can't be booked, you know, you can baby it and be like, you know, we're not going to really need you, and you know, have that lingering, or just kind of just cut the chicken off the head and be like, hey man, the head off the chicken, and be like, hey, we're not using you. It's not personal. Like this is the way it goes. So do you but, still do shows? I didn't. I mean, I didn't catch the last episode. Yeah, no, uh, I stopped in 2012. Okay. Um, the company closed. The last show we had, it was this, it was the Larry Sweeney show. We, uh, it, that was a mess. Uh, match number one in this, well, it started off with the show being at a bar. Okay. Okay, so with the majority of your fans' kids at 10 o'clock, everyone's out. Yeah. Okay. So there's one, knowing, you, talk, you want to talk about Tommy's talking about shady wrestling stuff. So going into this, knowing that the kids are going to get kicked out at ten o'clock, but yet selling shows, selling tickets to families on on the premise that oh they're going to let them stay. Yeah, it's a it's a double yeah, edged exactly it's a double edged sword at that point, you know. Yeah. I, I so mean, that, that... I, I myself have even been to like there was a pub I used to go to in New Jersey, and it you know it's family friendly. They serve food and stuff. You know, it's a pub. It's not really a technically yeah. a bar. I mean, it is, but it's not. So, you know, come, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, like you said, you know, they're going to like shoo the families out because now it's party time. Yeah. Yeah. People are coming so in. There that was, that was step- get drunk and shut the place down. But I had a, I had a, yeah, quick, so that, that- a quick comment and a quick question. And then I was going to kind of let, sure. let Levi go. So Levi, <laughs> here's my comment. Yeah. Can you tell Derek has done a podcast before? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fuck, it's... Dude, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. I love it. You can it. carry dude, a conversation, man. This is exactly what we were talking about this morning on, on the show. Well, it might have been before, but... No, it was on the show, because I was... You know how he said, who's show. the guy? Yeah. Well, Derek's that, the guy. Yeah. That and road, <laughs> road stories, dude. That's where it's at. Yeah, the yeah, man. Is, man. Because we... we show in the car, you know, all that shit. It's great. I love it. That's why when yeah, he was like, like hey, I don't. Man, he was like, hey, man, if you need me... 
you know, I'll come back on tonight. I'm like, you got it, man. <laughs> well, that's like, you know, and I think that, that Derek, that probably comes from because it, you know, it's not the same as like you needing a wrestler last minute, but like, it's like, Hey, we need a guest. And you're like, well, I'm here, man. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I've been told that I don't shut up. So that kind of helps too. Well, No, we're an internet mean, radio show basically. Man. Yeah. We, so, I mean, we, yeah. we talked about it before, you know, I mean, there's sometimes where I, I don't want to put names out there because I, I appreciate everybody that's came on, but I mean, there's sometimes <laughs> where it's like, oh, well, some, some guests, some guests are going to be better than the others. And, but you're, yeah. That's a fair right? assessment to say. You're expecting so much more when I, like when I ask a question and I get like a 20 second response. And I'm like, yeah, that's not really answering my question. Like, I, I expect you to answer the question and then go in depth. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. I mean, not to play, not to play my own stuff, but I've uh, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, I did a little thing like a creative people kind of podcast. It wasn't about wrestling. Um, if you ever go on YouTube, you can check it out. It was a person to person interview type thing. Uh, so that kind of broke the mold of me being the shy guy. Um, You're definitely so, I mean, not but, shy, like I said, no. definitely not. Shy. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm, now it's like I have an opinion and I have something to say. But like you know, the the wrestling stories, the road stories. I mean, it's five years, six years worth of crap that we did. And like I said, the show in the bar that was step one of of knowing the show wasn't going to do any, going to be a big headache. Uh, step number two, match number one, number two, the ring post breaks. The soldering oh, breaks crap, like broke. So we got, you know, we got all the kids in there still. We got all this crap. We literally get a car jack and jack the post back up and then like get those big like wrapped, the big uh, like band wraps around that you used to like hold luggage in your top of your car and stuff like that. Uh, ratchet those straps. big ones. Yeah, yeah. We used that to like hold the ring up. Nice. Because we're like, you know, and you know, before this, the, the guys, the, the owner and the co owner, and one of the other guys went to the casino and started drinking at two o'clock and left me at the building. So it was that's, just that's my guy. So, so, so at this show, at this point, there's not going to be a refund. Yeah. <laughs> so they tie it up. The ring keeps going. Okay, that's that's all good. Now, at this point, I could tell you the bigger story because the, the, the bigger story is that after this show, the the ring was supposed to be put on a trailer and taken to Milwaukee for a Evolve show. A Dragon Gate USA Evolve Show in Milwaukee. We rented out the ring. Wow, okay. So now, with a broken ring, we finish the show. Uh, everything goes well. By the time that the show's over, it's around 10, uh, about 12, 11.30, 12. Okay? A wedding party comes from another bar that they got kicked out of, sees the wrestlers, and proceeds to get into a fight with the owner. Oh, Damn. Cops are called. Cops are called. Guns are waved. I left early. I, after the show, I got out. <laughs> after the show, I got out of there. Larry Sweeney ended up in the hospital with a broken nose. Damn, really? Yeah, I went and I went and left. Or when I found all this shit was happening, they took him to the emergency room to check his nose. Um, I went to the hospital and checked on him. So we had that going on. But this show went to hell, and then. After all that cleared up, the cops got everyone situated. Everybody went back to home base. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. The ring's supposed to be at a show in Milwaukee the next day. And I'm like, are you guys going to like try to solder the ring? They're like, no, we're just not going to do anything. We're not going to go. I was like, you're screwing up this other show. And of all of Dragon Gate USA, 
you know, in 07, oh wait, oh, what was 2012 by then? It was kind of a big deal. So I'm like, you need to call these guys and tell them that they're not going to have a ring. Nah, nah, it's cool. I'm like, you're going to burn a bridge. Nah, it's cool, it's cool, whatever. We're, we're, we're going to be okay. So then if you do your history and you look up the, the Evolve Milwaukee show, you'll see that the ring never showed up. They had to get another ring. The show didn't start till like 8 or 9 o'clock. The fans stayed because they're expecting a show to start at 5 or 6. And so they found a replacement ring and really screwed that bridge over. And after all that crap, I was like, I'm done with these guys. Yeah. Like, this is not, this is not where I want to be. And, um, you know, and the plus side of all that is, you know, all those matches I refed and all those different places I went, I made plenty of connections. Yeah, yeah. I was going to um, say, you probably, had, you probably had plugs like crazy to get stuff done if you needed to. Yeah. And then, you know, I thought about like, hey, you know, I could – find a latch on with another company. There's a company here in South Bend that I've like a second home to me. So, um, you know, and I just told myself, Hey, you know, I'm going to take myself off the road. It's been long enough. And I just use those connections to be like, Hey, I'm going to do this graphic stuff now because, um, originally like when I first started with these guys, like they didn't have anybody to do anything like that. And I made my, I taught myself to do it, to be a team player, very indie band DIY situation. Yeah. You know, like, you know, hey, you know, why we don't have to pay this guy to do this? Well, like, we'll do it in-house. Like, that kind of rebel attitude, kind of, yeah, let's do it. And in the end of the, this whole mess, like, I come away with, like, enough basic HTML code to do a website. Uh, I did a blog talk radio show for a while for them. Uh, I was one of the first, we were one of the first companies to have a website outside of MySpace. Um, you know, video editing, graphic design, all the flyers and posters and DVD covers that I'm doing now was all because of these assholes over here trying to save money, and I made myself an asset to them. And now I walk away like a champ. Yeah. And, you know, it's and it's funny because I've been on these shows. Like I was telling Tommy, I was on a show with Demolition. There was three people there because the promoter didn't advertise for shit. Okay, yeah. Because, because of bad flyers. So if I can come in here with the skills that I've polished over the years and help a company – Make sure that people see the flyer because that's the first impression is a flyer. Yeah. Be it, yeah, be it in person or, you know, on the web. If you see something you like, you're going to be like, hey, let's go give that a try, even if the wrestling's crap. Exactly. It's, a, it's, it's something, to go, see it. something to go do. Yeah. Same thing with a band poster or any other event poster. You see something, you're like, okay, that looks pretty awesome. I don't know what it is. Let's go check it out. Right. And, if, and, and like I said, because I have so many friends and connections, like, I just want to see my friends have a place to work still. Yeah, like they need they need a place to go and do their shows so that they can hopefully move up the ladder and get signed in places. So, do you do your main? Is your main gig right now the curtain jerker thing? Yep, that's it. Nice. I went full full. On. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly dairy snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. 
Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. I'll do it. First two years, I didn't even charge anybody. Um, you know, you can donate to the coffee fund. Here's my PayPal address. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, and because I drink a lot of coffee, so I'm not going to fool anyone with that it one. Says, it says it right on your Instagram, man. It says it right on your Instagram. Coffee drinker. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I was going to ask and, uh, the flyers on here and stuff. Are, you design those? Everything on there is mine. Uh, I, I mix it in on Instagram. Instagram it's motivational, um, and then it's uh, you know a lot of motivational stuff in there, and a lot of my work spread in into that. Um, you know, try to keep a positive mental look on things. Um, there's always someone worse than you, and you're always better off than someone. Um, you know that type of situation. Because it's... My mindset with this podcast: <laughs> if something What's goes that? to yeah. shit, the whole thing shit. Yeah, the po- your podcast is going to be fine. <laughs> It's you know it's like I told Tommy I'm like you're not gonna debut at number one on iTunes the first time you upload something. He tells right. me that like that's. I mean I'm like no. Yeah. We have to. Do the you gotta put in the work, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a grinding thing, man. You know. It is. I'm definitely out there putting out the grind. That's for sure. Right. And that's where it's like you know I get I've gotten a couple messages like lately when things have been looking a little bit better and um they're like you know you know, how long does this take and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, look, I wasn't doing nothing for nobody for any money. Like the first couple of years, like I put in the time and those first couple of years, it just was laying the basis down to look, if we contact Derek on Monday and say, we need a flyer on Friday, he'll have it on Thursday. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and you, you, you can say, yeah, man, I'll have it. But until you do it, no one's going to believe you. Exactly. And then now it's, you know, now I wake up to, and I'm very blessed with the situation now that I wake up in the morning to people tagging me and things and saying, hey, if you need something, get a hold of Derek. Like this, this, I like a couple of minutes ago, before I started with you guys here, I just got through doing a, a redesign of a t-shirt for Mikey Whipwreck from ECW. Oh, sick. Like, yeah, he had an old design that he was like, I used to use this back in the day and I, you know, I want someone to redo it. And I was like, okay, well, that's, I can do that. Uh, I'm not the most artistically. I can't draw like shit. The, the other one he had was like this big phoenix. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do that one. Uh, but I can do the other one. He was like, well, I have like nine people that say they're on it right now. I was like, oh, okay, well, let me. I was like, so it's first come, first serve, basically. And he's like, yep. I was like, okay. And you know, as we were talking, because I was like, what are you doing these days? I was like bullshitting with him. Um, as he was going back and forth with me on Twitter, I was already working on the design. Nice. And then we got to a, a, a quiet point, and you know, I was like, "You didn't like spend all your money because most of these guys that I've been on shows with are just hurting for money." Yeah. Um, I was on a show with Brutus and Barbara Beefcake, and he came in, and he didn't, he wasn't on the show, but he set up at intermission time for eight by tens. Nobody could give a shit that he was there. He got mad, ripped up all his promo photos, threw them in the air, and said, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." Brutus. Yes. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. We did, I mean, they didn't pay him. He called the promoter and was like, hey, I'm going to be in the area. Can I set up a table and say eight by tens? Promoter was like, how much are you going to charge me? He's like, nothing. He's like, I'm just going to be in the area. I'm driving between Chicago to Indianapolis for a show on Saturday. I'll be in South Bend on Friday. Can I stop in? 
and it's going to add to our, the, you know, the show because there's going to be a British part of Beefcake there. People are going to yeah. be like, oh, cool, like let's go see him. But he wasn't, he wasn't making money coming out of anyone's pocket. So, so yeah, he was there, and it was you know intermission time, and I went out there. It was one of the last shows I refed, and uh, Virgil was there, and it was like Colt Cabana and like all these other guys that people were paying more attention to. And Beefcake just got mad. And he ripped the walls eight by ten. So he was like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." And he said it like loud. Did you so, like, say people, people would notice were paying it. more attention to Virgil than Brutus the Barber Beefcake? <laughs> Virgil is a goddamn genius. <laughs> I can't believe they did. I can't believe Brutus didn't just cut his papers with the big scissors instead of rip them. Brutus uh, the Barber Beefcake left. Uh, Virgil is a story for another day. He is a damn genius. I pulled a chair next to him and I said, "Teach me how to do this marketing thing you're doing." He's a goddamn genius, dude. He sits there, and if you walk, oh, first of all, it starts with. Before the, sh- the doors even open, everyone's setting up their different little merch tables. Yeah. There's a guy selling the, the best of Nitro for five bucks on DVD. So Virgil puts out the five bucks to buy it, signs it, walks outside of the building where the line of people are waiting to come inside, sells it for 20 bucks to a guy in line. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> then. The guy, because I followed him the whole time. I was like, let's see what this guy's about. Way to hustle. As a, as, as a marketer, as a marketer and a hustler, like, I'm, I'm following him. I latched on this guy. So then he sells this DVD to him, signed, signed it for 20 bucks. says, hey, man, do you want a picture while I'm here? Guy says, yeah. Guy, Virgil goes, okay, pictures are 10. Guy pulls out a 20. Virgil says, I don't have change. Get your wife and your friend here. Hop on in the photo. I'll just keep the 20. That's, and they went for it. And the guy's like, "Yeah, sure, okay, cool, dude." Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to bury Virgil by any means of the imagination. No, he the first, he's the first match I ever saw live was actually a tag match. It was a WCW house show. It was high nice. voltage versus Six <laughs> and Vincent, who yes. obviously Virgil. But dude, I'm telling you this right now, that place went ape shit. No, I mean, not necessarily for who was in the match, because, I mean, obviously, Six is X-Pac is a legend, and so is Virgil, but they heard that NWO music, and that place yep. went absolutely nuts. It didn't of matter, course. but he was getting that rub, man, because yeah. He, yeah. he was one of Hulk's guys. You know, he came over. You know, Hulk's, like, bringing all these guys in, like, even Ted coming in with, you know, NWO and all that stuff. But it's like, dude, like, yeah, like you said, he's a genius. I don't care. He's getting publicity. He's still getting publicity over those pictures he was posting with him, you know, with the banner and, you know, all that. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, the figure they put out, the the elite uh, WWE action figure they just put out, they the, they had a little sign on it that said Virgil Wrestling Superstar. Yeah, I saw that. That's, that's genius. Yeah. It, like, he is, like I said, I, I, I applaud his... Uh, you know, entrepreneurial skills. I just, I literally, after I saw him do that in the line, because I was kind of just shadowing him, um, he came back to the table and they opened the doors, and I pulled up a chair next to him. I sit there and he looks at me, he's like, What are you doing? It's like, I'm gonna check out, I'm gonna check out how you, uh, how you sell your gimmicks here. And he's like, Oh, okay. And he just, <laughs> in, in, I mean, the coolest dude ever, too. Just like, just chill. I mean, as long as he was making his money, and he was, like, he never had changed to a 20, even though he had a pocket full of money. Like that, that change for twenty thing lasted all night. Damn, that's so great, dude. <laughs> I love it. And, yeah. no, and nobody, nobody was even a bit, you know, bossy enough to be like, "Hey, man," because like, like if he did that to you guys, you might be like, "Hey, can I have another 10? 
Like, I'll, I'll go get you change. Yeah, is there an uh, ATM around? I'll go drive around and find an ATM. I'll, I'll be right yeah. there, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, but, and, you know, like I said, it's very much, um, you know, the way you approach a person and the way you talk to them. And you don't, you leave it to where you don't give them an option to say yes or no. And he's mastered that. You know, he's mastered it very well. And, you know, you don't want to, you know, people are not going to say. So, like I said, he piled up the money just on, I never had change. And, uh, and like I said, it's, he it's d- great. It's like his, he d- doubled the money per purchase by yeah. saying he didn't have change. That's awesome. Talk about a, uh, anyone who's ever in retail, the, uh, the at the register upgrade there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah, I just don't have, I don't have any money. So, well, it's, yeah. Like I said, the thing it's, is, it's like, look at it. He's selling like eight by tens. Because, I mean, I highly doubt he had, like, T-shirts and stuff, right? It was just 8 by 10 No, he had 8 by 10s and then, like I said, he had that DVD that he purposely poached before the show. And he was like, I was on that. And I think, I'm not mistaken, I think, like, on the back of the cover, you could see, like, half of his, of his head in, like, one of the other more prominent <laughs> star photos. It was, so I was like, yeah, look, right, when he signed it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But, um, but so. yeah, I mean, it's like, so how much does an 8 by 10 cost to print in all reality? What, like, maybe you go to Walmart and do it for, what, like, 50 cents, probably? I think they're, color, I think an 8 by 10 is, like, a buck or something. Is it a yeah, buck? Yeah, color is a buck. Okay, so, I mean, you, print a, you print, print a picture off for a buck, and you turn around, you sign it, you sell it for, you know, 10 bucks. I mean, and then he doesn't have change, so he's taking yeah. your twenty. So That's a ninety percent profit. Yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah, we need to get in touch with Virgil. He charged us out the ass to do this. Oh, <laughs> I don't have change. I'm like, dude, you don't, you don't need change. <laughs> hey, 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 brother, it's PayPal, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, you know, in, in this this whole conversation, like, it's very. Very like you know you don't want to give out too many rates, but at one time um, I looked into doing shoot videos, yeah. uh, interview series uh, with this guy in Minnesota. He was going to come do all the shooting. I was going to use my contacts to to do something. Uh, this was maybe about 2015, 2016. So I wanted 1500 to interview him. Damn. And that that's with us driving to Michigan. Damn it. That's insane. I, mean, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good, dude. Um, more than okay. I, I we're a small company just starting out. This was a, a crazy idea that the guy that um, he he was running kind of like an RF video tape series, the kind of thing where he would mail you off D, uh, DVDs and CDs from our VHS and then DVDs from home. And he got up with me to do covers. Um, there was a company he worked for in Minnesota that he had the rights to the footage of, and a lot that was a lot of. Uh, CM Punk and Colt Cabana's early matches. Mm-hmm. Great matches. So he had me do, yeah, yeah. He had me do covers for all that because he was going to start selling them off. And then he was like, I was like, I, and I told him, I was like, if you could get like Cabana to pick like the best five matches and do an intro to it and then package that together as a DVD and be like the best of Colt Cabana and I think it was like MW something or some, something like that. Uh, but it, it, then but it you would sell be, because Colt Cabana's a name. I mean, I, yeah, I, and I, I personally emailed Colcaban, and guess what? No response. Because guess what? He's busy. I can't he's busy. Hey, long. guess guess who's probably not coming on the podcast? CM Punk <laughs> or Sabu or Sa- yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely not Sabu. I've actually yeah. I've actually done some work for him now um, through my Australian company Punk that I work for. Sabu. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and I've actually talked to Cabana a couple of times. Um, I did the. 
Wrestling Road Diaries 3 DVD cover. Oh, oh sweet. really? Yeah, through this guy that worked that uh, helps out at Freelance Jack. He's a great guy. Um, I did that for them. And then, well, like, way back in the day, I sent Cabana this T-shirt idea that he couldn't stand. I mean, you know, the John Cena, you can't see me, and it's got the, the U and the C's, like, marked out. Yeah. So I did one like that. It was like a U, and it was like the Star of David marked out. Oh, I love it. And it was like, Jew can't see me. Come on, uh, come on, Colt. I would have bought like that it. shirt, brother. Hell yeah. Dude, I love it. Yeah, I would have bought so it. So I, I think he might have took offense to it. I was like, I, and my wife's, my wife's. Because he, he plays on it himself. Yeah, my wife's part Jewish. So I was he, like. Is he a Jew? Yeah. Or Jewish, I, like, I shouldn't say Jew. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you're giving me a license. Term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and actually, like, the, uh, a couple of months ago, I, uh, he posted something about some comedy stand-up he was doing, and the flyer was really bad, and I was like, I can help you any time, and he was like, well, now it's kind of late. It's Friday, and, I mean, it's Monday, and the show's Friday, so he's like, next time. Okay. But, yeah, it's. It's always, like I said, the Sambu thing was crazy, um, but he did a show in Australia for a company that I work for, and I put him on a flyer, and he signed a bunch of them, and I was supposed to be getting one of those in the mail soon, so I think the Sambu is okay by now. Uh, plus, I can do it in the head. You and Sabu don't have heat, is what you're saying. No. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did think I had heat with New Jack at one point oh, in my shit. life. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah don't get heat with him. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. uh, in, my, in my helping to promote people... I'm always throwing ideas out, and I'm like, hey, like, why don't we get Sabu, and this is for the company in South Bend, I mean, uh, New Jack. I'm like, why don't we get New Jack to the show? And uh, they're like, okay, well, if you want New Jack, contact him. Okay, fair enough. Send him a message. Hey, man. Like, um, He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, how much do you charge? And he's like, this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so we had like a 20-minute conversation going back and forth. Like, is the state open? Do you have the state open? Like, you know, what if we do a seminar? Like, let's let's – you know, talk like, do we get the autographs? Like, are you want half the money for the in autographs? Like, what minutes, do we do? He probably bladed like once or twice. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so, so during all this, like, I'm, we're going back and forth. Everything's cool, and I get to a point where I, I I have all the information I need. And I was like, well, cool, man. Like, let me get up with you in like a day or two. Let me give the information to the booker and the guy who has the money, and you know, let them know. And he's like, oh, so you fucking wasted my time. Dude, no, I made contact. Damn. He's like, he's like, he's like, you're not the, you're not the money man. You're not the, the decision maker. No, I'm the book. And I, and I wasn't as, I wasn't as feisty as I am now. Uh, I think I'm getting starting to get feisty with old age. But at that point, like now, I'd have been like, look, dude, like let's settle this up too, man. You know how to, you yeah. know how to work it now. But at the point, I was like, well, like, well, no. And, and during this conversation, mind you, I did give him my number. Yeah, because I was like, if you know anything comes up, and you can't do this date. Like, give me a call. Here's my, you know, to make it seem like I was more legit, not just a dude that's like, hey man, I want to book you, like, to go wrestle in my basement or some crap. <laughs> uh, hey, you want to come? Yeah, ta- you want to come wrestle in my living room? Yep, I got my tax return. Gonna bring <laughs> you. I love it. I knew it. Bring in you, you and that asshole Sabu. <laughs> Sabu. So like, all of a sudden he gets all mad, and I'm like, well, let me. Like, I'm still trying to make peace because i want them on the show like there's a few guys on my list that are like that i either wanted to ref or wanted to meet um he was one of them it was new jack it was x Pac. um i did meet piper uh i i I met Shawn michaels enough times that 
I have a bad Shawn Michaels story. Oh, no. Um, I had a great please time. tell that. The one time I met Shawn Michaels, he was nothing but a gentleman. So Did I tell you about when I beat his ass in a bar? <laughs> I got, <laughs> it was the white guy. I got him for his trouble before Christ days, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I used to live in San Antonio. Oh, okay. Those yeah. are probably the funner Sean days, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That was more of him, you know, with the with the fanny pack and the was the was the bad is and... the bad Shawn Michaels story in the troubled days? Yes. Okay. It was around the time that they he got ready for his big WrestleMania comeback, and they told him to stay home. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So like that mon- that next Monday, I saw him at the mall walking around, oh. and I I had worked at the mall. Me and my mom worked at the mall, and she's like, I just saw Shawn Michaels. And this was like this was like Monday, and nobody like eleven o'clock, nobody in the damn mall. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And I had met him before. <laughs> I had, I had, yeah, I'm gonna go find him. And I had met him before as a kid, and then later on as an adult again before all this. So meeting him wasn't a big deal. Like he lived in San Antonio. I saw him a couple of times. Like it, that's not a big thing. But at the time, I had a friend that was like a big Shawn Michaels fan, like huge. So. I tracked him down and I went up there and I was like, "Hey, like, and at this point, everywhere on the online was like, don't fucking even try for an autograph or picture because he's just like in a pissy mood, like he's bitching people out." So I was like, "I was like, excuse me, like, I know you don't like to do this," and I, I didn't want to sound like that asshole, but I was. I was like, "But <laughs> my friend's a huge my friend's a huge fan. It really would mean a lot for him to get an autograph, and if you could give me an autograph, I'll send it to him." And he was like, yeah, but, and he kind of just walked away and I stood there for a second and I started walking away and I was like, you know what? No, I'm like, I walked back and I was like, look, I'm like, I, if it didn't mean a lot for my friend, I'm like, I've seen you enough times. I, I could care less. I'm like, I'm just trying to be a good friend. And he signed it. And he was like, whatever. <laughs> and, he was pushing, and he was pushing his kid, and he was like, whatever. And I'm like thinking, where's his wife at? She's pretty hot. Where's she around here somewhere? Because I will definitely strike up a conversation with her. But, <laughs> and, and so, like, you know, I, I sent my friend a message. I'm like, and he was over the room. He's like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't believe it. Fast forward years later, when Brock Lesnar was just on the scene, and he was hot and whatnot. Uh, I had a friend of mine that was in the radio station, worked at the radio station. We got backstage passes, and... We went to the meeting group before for the radio personalities and media people, and uh, we got there so late, like, Brock left, and I happened to, like, that was the first time I met Rob Van Dam. He was there, and then, like, Sean's playing with this kid, and he's, like, four or five by then, and he's way more mellow and way nice, and he's, like, just playing with the little kid on the floor, and I'm like, they grow up big, man. I mean, they grow up fast. They'll enjoy it. And he's like, I oh, am, yeah, man. Just taking it easy. Just, like, a total 180 from the, the guy who was like, I don't want to sign your fucking autograph. I'm like, leave me alone. So I mean, you and then I've you know met him again um, in up in Chicago, but um, yeah, those those dark days. He was <laughs> he was not the most pleasant guy, and I like I said, I didn't stand out from it. I was like, look, dude, like you're not gonna get mobbed. There's no one here. It's a Monday afternoon, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, no one's it was at like, the mall, like the word the word was that like you know probably not. It's not just the fans. It was like everybody. Like if you weren't Triple H or yeah, he was just, whatever. I mean, cause, cause he, yeah. Events. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, you know, like, hey, you're training to get back to to WrestleMania, and then they're like, we don't need you. Like, God, I would have been like, I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and in turn, I mean, that's like today's, you know, wrestlers, you know, that are in WWE. 
mostly because you hear the horror stories of people, you know, going up to him in airports and stuff. And I, dude, I totally get that. Like, if if I was a WWE wrestler and I was coming out of my gate and I have people running up to me with eight by tens and stuff, like a stack of them, like you know, they're poachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but if it's like a little kid, you can't. I mean, you can't exactly just tell a little kid to go fuck themselves. Like, I mean, I feel that's I feel that's a funny situation though. Yeah, I feel like yeah, no shit. I feel like that's a funny situation though because oh, she would, she told yeah. the kid to go fuck himself. Basically, yeah. I didn't know. that. Well, I mean, it was like yeah, the third or fourth time the guy showed up. Though, oh, like, okay, you know, you know, make it out to eBay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. 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 But, but I mean, but I mean, yeah, like I was saying, I, what, from what I heard, she did, had done it to a kid before, too. Nice. It was like a little girl that was just, I mean, it, and in their defense, you don't know if they're, you, you can't be a dick to a kid. Granted, no, but, 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 but in their defense, the kind of day you're, you're, you're coming off of 35 days on the road straight with, Shitty sleep. I mean, yeah, you're gonna be a dick once in a while, but if it's kid, at least try to just be nice. Just take a picture, man, and that's yeah. That's always been my thing when I meet somebody. Like they it's say, like, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Right. Like if I meet somebody, like I like I've I've told several thousand people this story before, but I met Mo- I met Tommy Lee from Motley Crue after a concert one night. Nice. And you know, I didn't I didn't ask him for an autograph. I didn't ask him for a picture. And, you know, I just I, – I literally sat there and talked to Tommy Lee for 15 minutes. Nicest yeah. guy in the world because I didn't ask for anything. I was like – I was talking to him like he was a normal human being, and he told me some pretty cool stories. Well, and you know what it is nowadays is it's the, – the thing is, to me, it's cool. Like, if I go to a concert or – wrestling showmen take pictures and videos. If I go to a concert, I snap one or two. But I'm there to listen to the music or watch or yeah, whatever. You're but there it's, to enjoy it's people it. people do it for proof nowadays, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody and everybody's so stuck to their cell phone, me included, it's just part of the times that it's memories are now on the fucking Google Drive or iCloud, not in your mind. Yeah. You're you're literally watching a concert or now even a wrestling event. I like can't people, stand people watching people watch Honor. it through their phone. Like Ring of Honor, you know, they tape everything and that night it's on YouTube. It's like I want to watch the show when it's on. Well, it's just shitty that people. It's like you know, like that kid uh, the Super Bowl. The kid watching Justin Timberlake through his fucking phone, and he's a foot away from him. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> but I guess he was a kid, so yeah. he doesn't remember back in the day when we Levi, used pay phones kid, and shit. Man. I know. I, I got to pop one out soon. So. <laughs> I, and I, I think I think the issue with like the autograph situation, um, you know, I kind of look at it in a different light sometimes because I'm like, you know what you signed up for when you when you signed up for WWE, right? Like Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. This shit this shit was totally gonna be what it, your life is gonna be. Yeah. Um you get a fat salary, man. You can sign something once in a while. But your but your ac- their access to the U is twenty four seven, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But but so, my whole thing is like the kids. Like when I take my kids to like, you know, a house show, not necessarily raw or anything like that, but if it's, if it's a house show, you know, we, we're those people that wait by the gate, the fence, and, like, watch them pull in, like, hey, you know, Levi was there one time. Yeah, I, met, I get to, to take a pick with the Miz, yep. Yeah, so he, was, he was so cool. Like, he took... He was the next, only dude who did it. Yep, and we put him over, like, Rover on this podcast, because, I mean, not just because of that, just because he's such a hard worker. Like, if you need somebody to go do media, he's there. You need somebody yeah. to go do, you know... 
X, Y, and Z. That was on our. It was on our show we did this morning, actually. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna. What do you think about that, Derek? You you, you watch the current product, right? Obviously, uh, it, it, That's yeah, another conversation. It, yeah, it, it's hit, from what we talked about last time, and I know Levi, you probably haven't had time to listen to it because we're busy. But yeah. I mean, it was like basically he says, you know, he's got. You know, he where he watches it, but it might be you know a little bit after. Well, I mean, I have like a, a referee friend in Jason Ayers that refs for I think he's on Raw now. A uh, a train well, not really trained, but I helped break uh, Ruby Riot into business before she got her fancy uh, Billy Rock training in Indiana. I ref one of her first matches, so it's like people that. I might know uh, or connect it to in some way. I see what they're doing first. Uh, and then, you know, I try to keep up and with the, look paper, at the pay-per-views and what's leading up to it. Or something catches my eye. Um, I have a friend that watches all the time, and he'll say, hey, man, like, did you see this part of the show? And I'll tune it, or I'll pop it on or well, so that's check what gonna, it out. What I was so. going to ask is, you know, we talked about it earlier, and me and Tommy both agree. I think this is the year Miz should – this would be the right year for Miz to kind of get a push because in 2011 – well, he would cash in the money in the bank in like 2010. That it yeah. just wasn't that great. So I think this year, because last year we talked about it a few times on the show, a lot of time he's the guy because Brock's not on TV. He's the guy who's who's the main eventer of the show, or he's carrying the show. So I think they're gonna see if you agreed. Like, you think Miz is due for another title run? Yes and no. Yeah. See, because because I always look at things, and this is where my issue of watching wrestling at first was really super bad. I was looking at things from the business point of, of stuff. Yeah. So if you look at The Miz right now, what are they talking about? He's going to have a reality show coming up soon, right? Yeah. So where does that fall in line with him winning? Like, if the show's going to debut in May, does he win it in April so the attention's on him so that May the show kicks off with, you know, a strong rating? Yeah. Is the show not till later, or is he going to win it now and then like turn or something that happens leading up to what you know? So that's the that's the the thing. Like when you know when I would if I was going to book a company or had a show and like I was given you know hey this is we're gonna I'm gonna uh, if I like I told people if I ever ran a show it wouldn't be one show it'd be six shows. Yeah, and if after the six or after the third one, if I'm not making and and if I'm not losing money anymore. And I'm I'm doing okay, and I'm in the path where in six months I'll be making money, or three months I'm making money, that kind of situation. Then I'll pull the plug after six months. But I would do if I did six months in a show, I'd lay it out to where in six months I want to go from A to B. At the end of six months, I want you know Tommy to be my champ, and uh, hey. you to be feud- and you to be feuding with someone in three months. You you know Levi hasn't lost in three months, so that builds him up to look like a strong contender. For yeah. Tommy's title in six months. Okay. So you go backwards. Yeah, I where where I want to see you at you know eventually in six months is you the number one contender for Tommy's belt. Yeah. Now right yeah. right now nobody cares, so we got to build you up. Okay. So that's why that's why I said I my mind is like so much on that part, and you know and and paying attention to the companies I do work for and watching their product to see what I can do through marketing through graphics through connections I might have to help them do better. Yeah. So that in the long run, they're more eyes on their product. I'm helping out. I'm still having fun doing this. Like 
I put in 18 hours a day. You can ask anyone who's paid attention to me on Snapchat. Like, all my stories, it's always going, um, and, and it's putting in the work so that, you know, one day I can lay back and be like, okay, well, I did pretty good here. Uh, you know, I took this little hobby and made it a decent living. You know what I mean? Like that situation. And it doesn't never feel like work because it's wrestling. I'm still having fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. When, when, I, when I do a flyer and then the show has 200 people, I'm like, well, yes, the talent was great on the show. But people saw that flyer and were like, hey, man, like, we got to go to this. And then in long term, you know, like the company did well. And as long as companies don't close, I'm in business still. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's and so like I said, I do watch Ross Magdown. I do check it out as much as I can. I think this. I think it is about time. Um, but at, yeah, the, at I, the right time, like you're saying, kind of put it in the right. You know where the I mean, like said, to to maximize it. I mean, the way people get hurt left and right. Um, you know, he might be vaulted up quicker. Uh, but I kind of like the role he's playing right now. Uh, you're right. He is. He's. I think the second to John Cena as far as being more active on everything else besides wrestling. Um, yeah. You know, Cena's, Cena's everywhere. There's no stopping that guy. Like, he's just flying back and forth all over the place and doing all kinds of TV deals and movies and, like, animated shit. Like, wrestling is, like, somewhere in all that. Um, but I think it's, like, him and then Miz and, like, definitely since, you know, Brock's on a lighter schedule. Um, like, he's not... He's And that's the way he should be. He should be a special attraction. Um you know, you should, for as much as, you know, he's getting paid, it should be a situation where the bigger shows, Brock shows up. Like, he, there shouldn't be a reason why he's up Monday on Raw, like, unless it's, you know, to set something up. Uh, so, right. yeah, it's definitely, like I said, I, I was I was a trying to keep up with everything kind of situation. I mean, I was asked to do a, a regular, like, wrestling podcast thing, and, like, I told him, I was like, give me a couple weeks to catch up. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, let me, let me like start paying attention every week and stuff like that. Like I still, I watch a lot of impact because I've worked with a lot of impact people. Um, and you know, like I want them to, I want impact to do nothing but, but good things so that people, you know, like, I don't want the restaurant you work at to close. Cause you know, I, I like you and I don't want Levi to be unemployed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. So when people talk about, uh, I hope TNA shuts down, I'm like, no, like, please, no. Uh, no, this makes it harder for, harder for everyone else out there to, to have their companies close and whatnot. Um, I still think Impact could can make the right changes and get the right people in there eventually. Um, yeah, like, I, I think they got rid of the six-sided ring, which was kind of weird. Uh, yeah, they kinda, they kind of went, that's two times now. They originally, it was their big thing, or first, when they were NWA, TNA, it was four-sided. Then they went six to be a special attraction. Then they went four in, like, 
oh nine or ten or whatever, and now they're they went six sided, and now they're back to four sided, right? Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of flopping around, but yeah, that six sided ring is not to me anything to be messed with. I uh, had to ref a show one time in a six sided ring. It was weird. You probably didn't know uh, where to go, huh? Yeah, it was weird because it was just weird. Hey guys, I'm not trying to cut us off or anything, but I want yes, you are. Yeah, I am actually, <laughs> but not but not a bad thing. No, I want to do a part three. <laughs> That's yeah, cause yeah. We didn't even get to, we didn't even get to my TNA tryout. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I want to. There we go. That's we'll I, save that for part three. I want to do part three. We're gonna me and Levi are gonna get together after this, and we're gonna something out. Um, and then I'll get back with you, Derek, to see when you're available. But I want to give you time to promote your promote your stuff again. But I've got to I've got to get on this grill, or I'm going to get stabbed. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'll, I'll cut it real short. Uh, nowhere. Don't follow me. No, honestly. Uh, Actually, I, no, honestly, I want to hit you on like, Snapchat still. Uh, Snapchat, I don't have Instagram. Um, I've I've used more of Instagram than Snapchat. Uh, oh, when they I added. Putting stuff on your Snapchat. No, my Instagram. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, all the stories. I, I, it's very hard because a lot of the stuff I'm doing months in advance. Yeah. So it's kind of like I can't show a lot of the things. Like the other day, I took a, a picture of my kitchen floor and was like, "This is about as all I can show you out of the day, guys." Like, because uh, <laughs> you because know, of spoilers and stuff. Like, uh, it slipped up one time. The one time there was a deal where we had the flyer made for the end of the show and then they handed him out early and the guy that was in the main event that was supposed to defend the belt like the spoiler was he was wearing the belt for the next show so people kind of figured out that he was going to win oh yeah okay so all right let's, so, take, yeah, her, let's so, take her home let's take her home. okay the uh twitter handle is curger designs c-u-r-j-e-r designs i'm going to probably switch that up uh if, yeah if you guys want to follow me there um, if I provide any service to anybody that might be listening, I don't really, uh, I work with budgets. I'm not going to not have you guys can't afford me. Um, you know, like I said, I'm about helping small companies. People are starting out. I, I went through all that, you know, that's, it's very relatable and I just want to see my friends have places to work. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want people contacting me thinking that I'm, I'm going to charge you X amount. Or, you know, it's going to be out of your price range because I will adjust. Um, and, you know, like I said, just like helping out wrestling, uh, it's, you know, that's my, my thing. And if, uh, like I said, if anybody needs anything, or we, I'm starting to get into um, Instagram and Twitter managing for, for companies and people that don't have the time to mess with that. Um, I find it a Damn, little pretentious. Dude, you do but everything. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little pretentious because, like, if you can't even run your own shit, like, you might have an issue. But uh, I understand people get busy or people aren't as good at one of these things as the other. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Facebook, facebook.com slash curtain jerker designs. Uh, I try to keep that up as much as possible. Or even if you want to, I you can go out on a limb and add me, Derek Sharp Jr., on Facebook. It's my personal page. I don't talk a lot of business, but the messenger is always open. I'm always available for BS or, you know, design questions or uh, working with shirt designers or working out printing places and stuff like that. Like I could probably get you and all those other things. I also do more of the normal stuff that, you know, people don't, I, I, I realized after like five years, people are like, do you even do business cards? Like, yeah, <laughs> just because I don't promote, I 
were promoted, like my one of my guys was like, "Hey, any business cards? You know anyone?" I'm like uh, me, <laughs> like so. Yes, folks, I have to purposely, you know, remind myself that yes, I do business cards and birthday invitations and you know non wrestling events. Uh, you know, any kind of bar parties. I did a t-shirt for a pub walk the other day. It was kind of cool. It was a Star Wars pub walk. Uh, so those 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 Ewoks are gonna get drunk. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Definitely part three. Yes, um, coming soon. And coming soon. Or you know, even if outside of part three, um, either one of you guys want to hit me up on Messenger or you know Facebook or whatever. Yeah, man, definitely. Instagram, definitely. shoot me a message. Like I said, I usually come up to about two or three, back up around seven or eight. You're central uh, time like us? Yeah. Okay, cool. And here, here soon, I'll probably be starting on Monday. I had a, had a messed up foot here for a couple of weeks uh actually a couple of months uh i cracked my one of my bones on my leg and uh it's healed up now i was in a air cast so i'll be adding my gym routine here back to working out in the morning getting my pump on yeah all that now, stuff hold on i pump i end yes all right so yeah well, that's hey, a bit, uh... it's been it's been great sitting here chatting with you i'm glad i got to be on this time and i'm gonna make sure i can be on for part three as well because it's really fun just chilling and talking with you and listening to the stories man yeah the uh the tna tryout is going to be something i'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger it's going to be a <laughs> i love it there we go as, as much as much bs as it was a good story <laughs> and we and we really do really really appreciate tommy and i both man that t-shirt design is so sick yeah man, we really that, love that, it that was really cool of you to do and, he, and like i said you know he kind of surprised me with it on uh the first episode so yeah, that was super cool. I appreciate it. Not a problem, man. Anything I can do to help you guys out, just let me know. And uh, it's been fun. You guys have a good one. All right, you too, man. man. We'll talk to you later. All right, later. All right, bye. All right, that was Derek from Curtain Jerker Designs. I'm part Tom two, Derek part two. That's Derek part two coming up soon, Derek part three. All right, I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. I'm Levi at Levi Diesel on Twitter. And real quick, one more time, if you're looking for a T-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads and or CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout and save 10% on your order. Or hit up Derek, man, because he might do a design for you and make your own T-shirt. There you go. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods.